But we wrap this up today, and, and this has been a great, great series. I, I hope that you have fun, but I just got to give you, this is just a warning, just a, a precursor to, to where I'm going today, okay? We've talked about Jesus' love, his, his servant's heart, his patience, humility, and last week, his purpose. I'd forgotten. I couldn't remember what I preached on last night. His purpose. Jesus had a purpose, and his purpose was what? You. You were his purpose. You know that, right? That's why Jesus came. He came for you give his life. Today, I want to talk about something that I was going to be honest with you about. I'm borderline probably um, heresy. I don't think so, but some people may take it that way today. Um, Some of you are going to probably think uh, that that I'm unbiblical in in what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, But it's it's interesting that the the, the message today is littered with scripture. Um, Some of you are probably going to think I'm sacrilegious, that I, I lack piety and all of that. Because we're going to talk about something in Jesus's life today that not many of us ever stop to consider and think about. We don't ever think about this. And so I want to ask you before you start throwing stones at me today, can you just hang in there with me for the next nine plus 20 minutes, 22 minutes, maybe depending on how you act, I might get you out of here quicker. Um, Just hang in there with me. All right. And, and, And just see, just see what the Lord may speak to us today. But here's what I've always wondered, and maybe you have as well. Have you ever wondered if Jesus ever told a joke? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, for, for most of us, let's be honest, this is the image of Jesus that we have, we operate under, right? He's solemn, stylish beard, great headdress piercing blue eyes and he's always serious but have you ever wondered if if there were ever any times in Jesus's life in which humor was a part of who he was I mean what do you think I'm no theologian but 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 I guess whether or not Jesus was was ever out and I think he was probably funny when he was out and about serving and, and ministering, talking to people. I guess, I think that he, there had to have been some times in which maybe he told a joke or, or he laughed or there might've been some humor present in, in some of his teaching. I mean, it seems to me that, that it's pretty reasonable to guess that, that Jesus sometimes was probably quite a crack up especially given to me that, that his ministry involved communicating with, with people, which, which of course almost always entails at least some humor, correct? And so I, I, found, I found some footage of Jesus that, well, I just in the vault somewhere in the Septuagint or something that, that I just, just watch this. Do you think he can fly? Here he comes. Well, all right. Now it's time for me to tell you all what you've done wrong since I last saw you. And don't try and hide because I'm Jesus. I will find you. Let's start with you, Peter. You lied to your mother the other day. Andrew, you said a naughty word when you hit your finger with the hammer. James, you laughed at him when he hit his finger. Moving right along, John, you drank too much wine the other night. Not way too much, just enough to make me angry. Matthew, we fell asleep in church, didn't we? Yes, we did. 
And, Thomas, you are slow dancing a little too close with that girlfriend of yours. Let's see. And you... I forgot your name, so you're off the hook for now. Philip, I saw you smoking a cigarette behind that big rock the other day. Thaddeus, I hate to say I saw you stick up your middle finger at someone who cut you off when you were riding your camel. Benjamin, you aren't wearing your WWJD bracelet. Jacob, I don't mind you saying my name, but not after you stub your toe. Frank, you know what you did. I just can't repeat it because I'm Jesus. All right, all you sinners, come with me. It's time to pay the piper. Man, it was only one cigarette. I heard that. Look at all these sinners. All right, listen up. Listen to me. I'm Jesus. Listen to what I have to say. I have done many wonderful things. I have healed many people of diseases. I have performed many miracles so that I can tell you this. You're all evil. There is no hope. That's it. Thank you. Now, some of you right now are so frustrated. You're mad. You're boiling. That's not real, okay? That was not a real video of Jesus. That was a play on. So that's not real. Jesus would never say that we are all hopeless. But I use that because I do think that there must have been times when Jesus looked at people and said, oh, haven't we been over this a hundred times? Seriously, what are you thinking? I I think there, because of his ministry to people, there were times in which he was going, you guys really do crack me up, you know? In fact, I was reminded the gospel of John admits that, that Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that were not written in this book. So, so there are some times and things about Jesus that, that weren't recorded in scripture that we, 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 we just don't know. In other words, the, the absence of, of many stories about Jesus, I think joking, maybe even laughing, the absence of those things are not proof that they didn't exist. Most likely, Jesus laughed. Um, to deny and uh, this is to turn Jesus into a, a wooden stick, <laughs> you know? That Jesus was sometimes funny seems like a simple enough thing for us to wrap our minds around. I think it ought to be. Uh, the, the, the Bible is filled with stories of rejoicing uh, and celebration, aren't they? In fact, I, I, not only Jesus, but, but I think that, that sometimes God has a sense of humor. Um, I mean, when he created certain animals, I'm going, what, you know, that's kind of funny, you know, uh, unicorns. Um, um, <laughs> um, but I think that even sometimes God must have a sense of humor, but we see in the Bible, time and time again, there are stories after stories of rejoicing and celebration. There, there's one story to me that, that even in the very first book of the Bible that, that kind of to me is it's kind of funny. It's, it's kind of, it's humorous to me. It's, it's the story of Abram and, and Sarah. Now, if you know anything about 
Abraham and Sarah, um, they didn't have a child. And, and, and at a very old age, Sarah being at the age of what? 99, God says, I'm going to give you a son. You're going to give birth to a son. She was very old woman. I mean, this was such an unbelievable thing. It still is an unbelievable thing, isn't it? We had a lady today I met. She's 92 years old. She just came out of the service this morning rolling. 92. I can't imagine. At 99, the Lord gives. She just, she, thank you so much for the laughter. And even Sarah laughed with joy. She said in Genesis 21, 6, she said, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with, can't you just see Sarah going down to H-E-B and in the produce section telling her girlfriend, you're not going to believe I'm pregnant at 99. I'm just, you know, at, at the sewing quilting club, whatever, just telling those stories. She even laughed. She even found it. You know, I mean, they're old enough to be grandparents. Abraham and Sarah, ne- they now find themselves swapping the walker for a stroller. It's just too much. That's funny. The arthritic patriarch and his wrinkled wife, they're trying to hide their laughter from the living God. But I love this. God seals the humor of the whole thing himself by naming their son. Name the son what? Isaac. Do you have any idea what the name Isaac means? It means laughter. Hello, God. That's a sense of humor. I I think God has his own sense of humor. Even in the story, it's it's apparent in the story of of Balaam and his donkey. Remember that in Numbers chapter 22? Now, this may not seem weird or funny to you, but imagine this man, Balaam, beating his poor donkey when, when she opens up her mouth and says, hey, what have I done to you that deserves your beating me three times? I don't know for you donkey owners, if that is a common occurrence with donkeys, I I don't know. But to me, that's kind of funny. Can't you just imagine Balaam's shock and surprise when this animal speaks to him? And I just think God was kind of chuckling, just kind of laughing at the whole thing. It's humor. It's fun. We don't think about that a lot of times, do we? And and, and I know that that the purpose that we talked of of Jesus is a very serious matter in salvation for all. Absolutely, it is very serious. And and please hear my heart. When I talk about laughter and and, and Jesus telling a joke or something, please understand something. I think this is important. When the Bible laughs at someone, it does so in love. Seeking to expose the folly of fools so that they might come to their senses and repent. So it wasn't that Jesus was just trying to sock it to people and make them feel insignificant and worthless with no hope. No, he he tried to point things out, sometimes in a humorous way, so that they would understand, you know what, I am kind of being ridiculous right now. Or, you know what, you are God and I do need you. Just He used it for a purpose, but Jesus was funny. This fact is perhaps one of the most overlooked aspects of Jesus's entire earthly ministry. The the Library of Congress. Library of Congress holds more books about Jesus, 17,000. Holds more books about Jesus than about any other historical figure. Roughly twice as many as about Shakespeare, who was the runner up. 
One University of Chicago scholar has estimated that more has been written about Jesus in the last 20 years than in the previous 19 centuries combined. But yet when I was trying to find a book or books to help me in preparing for today's sermon, there was only one that I could find that that explains Jesus's humor. It's a book written by a Puritan, Elton Trueblood. And it's entitled The Humor of Christ. And it was published in in 1964. True Blood says this in his book. There are numerous passages which are practically incomprehensible when regarded as sober prose, but which are luminous once we become liberated from the gratuitous assumption that Christ never joked. Once we realize that Christ was not always engaged in pious talk, we have made an enormous step on the road to understanding. True blood goes on to say this, Christ laughed and he expected others to laugh as well. A misguided piety has made us fear that acceptance of this obvious wit and humor would somehow be be mildly blasphemous or sacrilegious. Religion, we think, is serious business and serious business is incompatible with banter. Other scholars say, quote, that if there is a single person within the pages of the Bible that we consider to be a humorist, it is without a doubt Jesus. Jesus was a master of wordplay, irony and satire, often with an element of humor intermixed. In fact, in the appendix of True Blood's book, the, 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 the Humor of Christ, he lists 30 humorous passages of Jesus in the synoptic gospels alone. Those books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. See, when you read the gospels, you will find that they reveal that Jesus was a man with a palpable sense of joy and even playfulness. You, you, you catch glimpses of, of, of this in his interaction with the men and women and even children. Don't you see that? Just his interaction with people. And he, he oftentimes spoke of, of things of, of humor and, and, and used things even in, in many of his stories that he would use. We call them parables. Modern day stories that have spiritual truths behind them. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine a a good storyteller who doesn't know the value of humor. You see, Jesus knew that he he had to grab his his listeners' attention. His his stories were were often sharp and and provocative. I mean, after all, he was an itinerant preacher. He he moved around from place to place. He he didn't have the luxury of of, of having a, a, a common congregation that was with him on a daily basis. And so he, he was always looking for some ways to, to capture their attention. He needed to grab his listeners quickly through a funny story, possibly a clever parable or a humorous aside. I mean, also the content themes of his preaching for some people were just kind of humorous. Imagine the people for the, when they heard for the very first time Jesus say, you need to love your enemies. What? Are you kidding me? That just doesn't make sense. They must have thought he was joking. Imagine when Jesus told them, hey, you need to pray for those who who persecute you. Are you seriously? Really? You need to forgive someone 70 times seven. That's a lot. Some of us struggle with the first time of forgiveness, don't we? 
70 times 7, do the math. When Jesus said, hey, the kingdom of God is, I mean, these were so things that were just so ridiculous. They were so incongruous that, 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 that they may at first have seemed humorous to people when Jesus was sharing those things with them. Well, I want to note if we can today briefly, some of, some of what I believe are, are, are Jesus's most funny moments in scripture. I mean, just things that to me, they're, they're, they're kind of humorous. For instance, Jesus said that Christians who don't evangelize are as helpful as a house fire. Now, he didn't say it that way, but look what he said in in Mark chapter 4, verse 21. Would anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket or under a bed? I mean, we even hear that smoking in bed, house fires, right? Jesus knew that too. That's why he was talking to that disciple a while ago about the dangers of that and but you don't do that. Of course not. You put a lamp in its place on a stand where its light will shine. Perhaps one of the most hilarious um, funnies is, is Matthew chapter 19, verse 24, when Jesus said this, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Now, if you're a rich person, you probably didn't think that was funny. But for the commoner of the day, they're probably like, <laughs> that's hilarious. And can't you just see the religious people trying to figure this one out? And trying to figure out what what Jesus was talking about. I'm sure that there were were more than a few Bible commentators who've done origami to this section of scripture. Possibly the most common explanation is that there's some hole in some wall in some town that a camel could pass through only by lying on its gut and shimmying through it like a marine crawling in boot camp training. Sure, guys probably think that. And they probably call that place the eye of the needle that Jesus is referring to here. Or let's just be honest, maybe Jesus is just telling a joke here and the guys in suits just missed the punchline. <laughs> Scholars in the area of humor say the most characteristic form of Jesus's humor was preposterous exaggeration. The whole idea of a camel being threaded through a needle like a line of thread was an ancient funny where where he exaggerated in order to make a point. Just as the guy who says he's so hungry he could eat a horse does not intend to masticate an entire horse, hooves, tail, and all. No, he's just, I'm hungry. But his intention is not to eat an entire horse. It's funny. You better work with me or we'll stay till three. (laughs) Another example of Jesus using preposterous exaggeration is found in Matthew chapter seven, verse three, which says this. Why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen someone with a two by four sticking out of their eye? And I know that there's some crazy things we read about in scripture, but that didn't even happen back then. So it wasn't that Jesus was saying, hey, did you see the dude at the pool of Siloam that had the tuba? No. It was a Hebrew funny. Probably got the most laughs on the job site with the framing crew who knew the difference between a two by four and a speck of sawdust that easily blows off the table saw. Jesus is probably most 
Stinging humor, however, was oftentimes directed, reserved for the religious people. Hmm. The religious types, especially those known as the Pharisees. Jesus, you know, they were after Jesus and, 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 and Jesus was fully God, but yet he was fully man. He was, he was fully God, but yet he was a human. And, 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 and there might've been some times in which he, uh, he just, well, he just probably came back with some words that, I don't know, but I, I, I reminded in Matthew 23, Jesus called these guys sometimes snakes, your sons of vipers. Just calling them out. John eight forty four. he said, their moms had shagged the devil. You're the children of their father, the devil. Just calling them out, man. Just saying that kind of stuff. Now, while, while, while those who suffered under the judgmentalism of these religious types likely had a, a few good laughs when Jesus lampooned them, the Pharisees didn't like this kind of stuff, did they? They, they didn't think it was funny. Because apart from repentance, sinners are no fun at all. I'm reminded that Jesus also called these religious types out on several other occasions. He, he called them out on how they prayed, right? Remember that? You guys just pray when crowds are around. You, you pray so that, that you will be seen by others. And you use these words that, well, to be honest, I'm Jesus and I don't think they're real words. He, he also called them out when they fasted. You guys walk around with these gloomy looks on your face just so people will see how sad you are and have pity on you. Call them out on that just to be noticed. He, he called them out even how they tithed. Hey, you guys give such a small portion, but you're neglecting the greater needs of people around you, justice and mercy. See, Jesus Christ was funny. I think he was serious. Absolutely. But there were some times in which I think Jesus Christ laughed. And here's the deal. I think it's okay for us as Christians to laugh like Jesus as well. I really think it's okay. And that may not be the thing that you thought we're going to emulate that. I, I, I think that it's okay for us to laugh. I think we take ourselves way too serious sometimes. And I think that what our society needs is for us to maybe to loosen up more about that later this year. I could go on and on today about the numerous times the disciples screwed up. Think about that. These guys were fishermen. You don't think they were rough and raw around the edges? I, I could probably talk about times uh, about converse, potential conversations or, or even antics around a campfire. You know what happens, men, when we get around a campfire. Some crazy stuff happens in conversations. I'm just, you know, I, I could go on and, and continue to talk about Jesus looking at us and thinking, hey, listen, why in the world would you do that? Seriously, haven't we had this talk before? You've repented from that 57 times and you're still doing it. You're ridiculous. I think Jesus probably thinks that about us sometimes. Or how many Easter messages do they need to hear about me dying on the cross and I'm alive and I'm resurrected? Do they not know that I'm alive and I want to fill them, but yet they still walk into church looking like dejected, sad, like the devil's got them? Come on, 
people. I'm the son of God. I'm in you. I'm alive. Let's have some joy. I just think sometimes Jesus is going, please, please, can we have fun? Can we have fun? Listen, I know that life is difficult. And I even prayed over us. I know that some of you walked in here today and you're carrying around some stuff. But can I just remind you what Nehemiah chapter 8, 10 says? says this, don't be dejected and sad for the what? Joy of the Lord is your strength. Hey, listen, too many Christians are spiritually weak and sickly but their souls would be built strong through, I believe, regular deep belly laughs. Just as much as an athlete sculpts his body by working out, pumping iron, I think we need to laugh a little bit more. Now, I'm not talking like that that big preacher in fancy suits from England or somewhere. That's all they do is just roll around and laugh and flop around. I'm not not talking that, all right? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Some of you bought his DVDs and got the holy hanky. But we need, doesn't scripture say that laughter is medicine for the soul? It's good medicine. And I'm telling you, I just think that some of us need to laugh a little bit more. Amen? Come on, church. Somebody come and go with me. I, I, listen, listen, I, I'll even say this. And this, yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm already in trouble, so just say it. I, I believe that humor can also be an incredible ministry tool for us as we are going out and finding lost people and restoring them. I believe it's a great, great tool. I, in fact, I believe it's necessary for us to be successful in witnessing. In fact, I'm reminded of a passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 22 and 23, Paul says this. When I'm, weak, when I'm with those who are weak, I share their weakness for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to what? To spread the good news and share in its blessing. Listen, I know you guys like to laugh. I know that we like to look for the, the funny, light side, humorous things. You know, one of the most... One of my most fun times was in the life of this church. I see Dave there. I love the elf quote along we did this year at Christmas. It's fun. It's just fun to be able to come into the house to see Dave in tights and, and for us to eat spaghetti with syrup and chocolate and just, it was amazing. It was awesome. It was amazing. Now, some people say, can we do that in church? I don't know. Guys, I need to let you know, we had a dance in here a few weeks ago. And, and we've got a prom coming up from Comfort High School in a few weeks in this very room. It's okay to have fun and enjoy life, right? You know, you like that. You like that. I mean, the average person listening today, you, you, you listen to talk radio, the comedic banter on your, your way to work. Most of you are, are downloading funny YouTube videos as you prepare for your sermons. Or you're watching, you know, you download that stuff looking for Dude Perfect and, you know, all those other things. You, you listen to drive time radio banter on the commute home. You, you probably sit down and watch a sitcom after dinner. You, you possibly tune in to, to stand up comics on Comedy Central or you watch people like Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel or John Stewart, Colbert. I mean, David Letterman, before you doze off, you just like to laugh a little bit. And I think that in order to reach people, we need to speak their language. 
And their language obviously includes comedy. And I think Jesus got this. And so this is a great image of who Jesus is, absolutely. But you know what another picture of Jesus that I love to see? I love to see when you guys walk in and you smile. I love to see your interaction with one another in the atrium. I love to see the high fives and the attaboys. I love that. I love to see the joy that comes through Christ. Hey, listen, laughter is from God. And this one quality alone, I believe, might save us from the religious veil that forever tries to come in and cloud our perception of Jesus. Can we set aside the notion that Jesus was a humorless, grim face, dour, unsmiling killjoy? Let's begin to recover his humor. And in the process, we'll begin to recover his full humanity. Fully God but he was fully human as well. He was perfect, yes, but I think he had a good time. Can we pray? Father, thank you for the word today. Uh, An angle at the life of Jesus that maybe we've not considered. Lord, I I pray that somehow today I've, I've, I've not brought you shame and in delivering, but I, I pray, Father, somehow today that it's kind of shed a, an aspect on the life of my Savior, Jesus, that we just need to learn from. Lord, that it's okay for us to, to laugh and joke and have a good time, not, not to, to, to make people feel worthless or to hurt them intentionally, but God, to establish common ground, to, to somehow break the ice with the hopes of drawing them closer to you. Jesus used parables. He used uh, exaggeration. He used things like that to point out our follies, but yet he also spoke of love and our need for him. So Lord, help us to balance that and become more like Jesus. I think that our world needs to see that Jesus brings life and that life involves laughter. It's in Jesus name. Amen.